play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 178. As per the norm, many, many fantastic tracks and bands to talk about on this episode. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of great bands sharing music, getting to a lot more of that on this episode as well. And talking about all kinds of fun shit. Uh, A lot of great new music. Uh, I think we talked about this last week. Not a lot of stuff for like last weekend and a lot of stuff. Lo and behold, it got released. So uh, let's go quickly over the list because we got tons of stuff on this episode and we want to get into it. So real quick, on September 11th, Amigo the Devil released uh, covers, demos, live versions, B-sides, EP. And I'm mentioning that because there was other releases on the 11th. We're not going to do those. We already did them. But we're going to be getting to that and talking more about that here shortly. So just so you know, it came out on the 11th. On the 12th, Tough Ain't Enough Records put out the Keosa Escal Herian compilation. And that is uh, awesome. A lot of great bands from, you know, that uh, Spain, France, border, you know, all all of that area. Uh, Tough Ain't Enough Records puts out a lot of great stuff. So go check out that compilation. Thug Riot put out the Three Stripe Life and Stay Down two tracks. I think that was coming from a split. Let's see. Yep, split with no redeeming value. The band Stanley put out Dirty Job EP. It's awesome. Picked it up already. That band is fantastic. Uh, Check it out. Squillette put out uh, Tentative de Homicide. It's a 7-inch. Came out on Primator Crew. They're from France. They're fantastic, but... I think that's only on hard copy version at this point. So if you're in France, get you a copy. If not, you got to be like me and wait for that shit. I'm disappointed, but it's out. So get your hands on it. Villain on the 18th as well put out our time single. They have the forthcoming EP Act 3, The Getaway. It'll be on there. Nerve Button put out Volume 2 on the 18th. Vacuum put out Fixated EP on the 18th. Soap Charge put out Death and Destruction single on the 18th. Terminal City Rats put out Year of the Rat on the 19th. That's a good one. I was listening to that over the weekend, so get out there and check it out. 8UP Records put out another new compilation called Become the Music. A lot of great stuff to go check out, so go over to 8UP Records' Bandcamp page, and you can check it out. That came out on the 19th. Radar put out the Radar EP, so self-titled EP on the 20th, Deep Trench. Also on the 20th, they put out their demo EP, and Velvet Horns put out All Heart, No Bullshit. That was on the 20th. All three of those September 20th releases came out on Dead Broke Records, so go check out Dead Broke Records. Ape Man, Spaceman put out Truth is a Thing of the Past. It's a single. came out on the 23rd. That's today. Heretic Temple is putting out Sepsis Single. That's coming out Friday. Uh, Idols is putting out Ultra Mono. That comes out the 25th. Muck and the Myers on the 25th is putting out Take Me Back to Planet Earth EP. Sub-Zero is putting out House of Grief single with uh, at least an EP. I forget if that's an EP or LP forthcoming 
in October, I believe. Deadlow is putting out Listen Up EP, and and that's on the 25th. And Bad Marley and the Wasters is putting out Nightly Drays on the 25th. I believe that uh, that's on One Step Outside Records. That wraps up all the new stuff that is coming out that we're going to talk about. Eric, any that you are looking forward to? Well, two that I'm looking forward to are the uh, uh, two of the local acts that came up, uh, such as Villain and Heretic Temple. I'm a fan of both of those guys. And, yeah, I really want to see where uh, Villain's going uh, with this. I know they're uh, at least the last single that came out, Our Time, sounded like a bit of a strip ever so slightly astray from their uh, last record and what they're, at least what I know them as genre-wise, but not to say it's bad. It's just uh, a little out of the norm from what I was expecting, but still a good track. Also, awesome. I'm waiting to see what they're, <clears throat> what they're churning up for their volume three EP. And also the idols. I'm looking forward to seeing what <clears throat> idols is coming out. If it's anything like a, uh, uh, that last album, then I I fail to see how I would be disappointed. Right. Uh, but also a couple other things that came out, and I'm still not sure if it's uh, uh, accurate because I'm going by Bandcamp dates here, so I'm not sure if they were released elsewhere other than Bandcamp, but the band Bystander has a couple of EPs new on its Bandcamp. They went up uh, a just uh, just last week, it was on uh, the 17th of September. One was the EP, Where Did We Go Wrong? And another was the uh, this compilation for 100 for Haiti. And it had some live tracks on there, some, uh, some unreleased, and a cover of In Your Face from 7 Seconds. Cool. So, so yeah, pretty, uh, yeah, a pretty stacked uh, little compilation, even though it just has seven tracks on there. But... But yeah, I'm looking to play, uh, if they are indeed this new, I'm like, okay, maybe they will uh, end up on this podcast in the uh, new song category. Excellent. Again, don't quote me. I do not know when they were released, but they are on Bandcamp. You should listen to them anyway. It doesn't matter the age. (laughs) Excellent. That's awesome. Well, it's a couple new ones that I had the chance to listen to. Like I said, The Thug Riot, really good. Stanley, very good. I love that EP. Uh, Squillette, haven't had a chance to listen to it, but if you can get your hands on it, listen to it. Nerve Button, it was released on Wanda Records. Heard a couple tracks on there. Uh, I really liked it. Hadn't heard of Nerve Button previous. Heard the track from Soap Charge, Death and Destruction, that single. It's good. Check it out. Terminal City Rats. Made it through half already. And definitely looking forward to checking out the rest. Terminal City Rats there out of Vancouver, B.C., so get out there and check out that new one. Some great street punk there. Uh, the rest of the list, haven't got to yet. Uh, looking forward to that dead low coming out this weekend as well, this Friday. So get out there, check those out. Check out the Dead Broke Records releases and Eight Up Records compilation, the Tough Ain't Enough compilation. Get out there and check them all out. Let's get into some new music. Before, let's talk about some new music. So first, we're going to talk about uh, a video. And it was just released just less than a week ago. And it's from Project Sellout, a.k.a. PSO. And Eric Mm -hmm. picked this as a track. Uh, The track is called Quarantine Forever. And he picked this way back on episode 165. It was back in June. So 
It was about 13 episodes ago, approximately 13 weeks ago. We were playing it. That's when they released it as a single. It's going to be coming out on their forthcoming LP or upcoming LP, Soul Doubt. So be on the lookout for that. But they did put a video together. Again, it came out six days ago. I enjoyed the video. The lyrics pertain to, you know, like pandemic lockdown. I thought it was quite funny. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, You know, if nothing else, you know, I think that making the best of, you know, kind of a shitty situation is is that type of music that is coming out during it. You know, the little bit of humor that goes along because there's just a lot of shit that goes along. Whatever your points of view are on lockdowns and masks and uh, pandemic and all this other bullshit. Music like this that comes out definitely lightens the mood when it comes to it. And one more thing I want to point out before we get Eric's take on it is that the Beehive, a local venue here, uh, a great local venue. They've been doing some uh, Insta-fests or, you know, Eric, describe that. Talk more about that here because your band participated in one of those. This was the fourth one, I believe, and PSO or or Project Sellout, rather, uh, they – participated they were one of the the acts you could see and tune into this last weekend that happened on the 19th so tell us about that and then tell us what you think about the video well yeah the first uh first thing the uh, instafest they are uh basically live shows that you can see through instagram stories and it's basically the the alternative of of putting on shows in this uh in this time and every month there is a big uh it's basically a festival lineup. It'll start around two or three in the afternoon and we'll go until about uh, maybe seven or eight at night, just just kind of in the middle of the day on a weekend. And, and yeah, basically it's, uh, it's run by some people on here who own the venues, own the beehive and own the, uh, who book the shows and whatnot. And they reach out to their friends' bands, which could be, I don't know anyone across the country or even across the world if they're so willing. Uh, but yeah, it does consist of a lot of local artists and whatnot. And people just get on their Instagram and they perform for people. That's awesome. And, and yeah, it's an all day thing. All you do is like, this is the Instagram. You go to their page you watch their story. If you want to watch the show and it's all live. And then people can throw money in uh, to help out you know keep the venues alive since you know especially in utah i think we just started to get you know a couple random shows here and there but they've been like Mm -hmm. uh like the one that's coming up next month in about two weeks i think it's like an outdoor show it's going to be out in the parking lot uh of the venue so you know there's definitely a lot of restrictions i'm sure that are that are in place especially here in utah everywhere except for south dakota has at least some sort of lockdown restrictions or mask mandates and, you know, whatever in the states. Uh, Utah yeah. is one of those that's not a complete lockdown state, but still has uh, certain restrictions that are, that are currently going on. So yeah. that is a great way to get to, you know, help chip in and, and help keep the venues alive for when bands do get to come and start playing again. They, they're going to need a place to play, so you got to help keep those venues alive. And you also get to see something you know, some bands playing in the, the interim, as it are. So uh, that they, they just did the Beehive Fest. Project Sellout did this past weekend. Hopefully you were able to tune in mm-hmm. and check it out. Eric, quarantine forever. Tell me what your thoughts on the video. Oh, uh, the video. 
I feel like uh, in whole, it's a perfect representation of all their personalities because the Prescotts, they have a, they have such this uh, low grade sense of humor. They just, uh, they love joking around. They love, uh, they love nudging you every time and they love skating. So, and they love, they love music. And there was just a lot of their, you can just kind of sense watching this video that a lot of their personality just molds so well with the aesthetic of all the films because the i don't know there's no plot in this video it just shows a bunch of random little uh (laughs) like little b-roll clips of (laughs) them doing something funny in their backyard maybe dressing in a weird outfit or whatever while this uh this punk rock song is playing it's pretty funny to watch and honestly it's kind of what i expected from them they're not really doing anything really uh, cohesive or anything really like set in stone, and I think that kind of a uh, that kind of puts a vibe out with uh, just the random stuff you do when you're in lockdown, when you're in this pandemic, and you're kind of uh, limited to what you can and cannot do. Well, there's a lot of stuff you can't do, but, <laughs> but especially yeah, in California. Yeah, especially in California, just so many people in just a small little, just a small little corner of the United States, and yeah, you're. It just sums up your personality. Yeah, you may, you may have a. You may be interested and like used to going out and doing a lot of stuff pretty much every day, but now that you can't do that, you kind of have to make up your own fun, and there's a lot of that that goes into this video i mean even making the video yep that's what we're gonna do we're just gonna have fun doing this and that's gonna be our weekend or our week pretty much right so yeah that's a. and again as far as like uh promoting new albums and new material that is a fun that is a fun and uh see an interesting vibrant way of doing it (laughs) you know what we have a new single out how are we gonna promote it well Make a make a video for it, right? I, I thought it was great. Shows. I thought it was great. Uh, the lyrics, you know, if you're a regular listener, you you heard it on 165. It's out there on their Bandcamp page. You can go purchase it yourself. Uh, you can go see the video on their social medias. You can go to YouTube and, and look at look up Project Sellout Quarantine Forever. And if all of that or any of that is just too much work for you. Just go to the SLC Punkcast Facebook page. I shared it out earlier today, and you can watch it straight from there. So get out there and check out that video, Quarantine Forever Project Sellout. We're definitely looking forward to the LP Sold Out and playing some tracks off of Sold Out when it gets here. And uh, I, I keep saying Sold Out. And it makes, uh, you know, the, it's a play on words there, right? Like sold, S-O-L-D-O-U-T, but that's not what it is. It's S-O-U-L space D-O-U-B-T, sold out. So look for sold out, sold out coming soon. And check out uh, Quarantine Forever video, Project Sellout. Hopefully uh, we can't wait to get to see them live coming back to Salt Lake. But hopefully you're able to check that out. Maybe it's still on their Instagram story Go check them out. Let's get into some new music on this episode. At the top of the show, you know, about 14 minutes ago, I was telling you, Amigo the Devil, Eric, tell us more about your pick. Well, 
This is uh, quite a way to start off an episode of SLC Punkcast. I mean, first we're reviewing a music video, and now we're going to go right into one of the uh, softest tracks I've ever chose to play on, a, <laughs> on an episode. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. If you're familiar with Amigo the Devil, you know he is a... He's kind of a rough acoustic artist, you know? And so, yeah, he plays all the song... Uh, all of his songs if not most of them on acoustic guitar and banjo but he uh he wields this uh lyricism of just being really sinister and really grimy i mean he has an entire song that's basically sung through the eyes of jeffrey dahmer (laughs) yeah that's his approach of going out there it's uh and it's pretty fun and he adheres to a lot of uh a lot of uh, punk rock listeners and a lot of hardcore kids. I've seen a, I've seen a pretty vast, uh, vast display of people who uh, go to his shows and listen to his music. And yeah, of course, why shouldn't you? The guy is a genius in his own right. I think so. <laughs> and so much so that he uh, constantly is releasing so many material, so much material. And the thing he released uh, just barely, it was on the, it was on the 11th of this month, was just this three-track album, covers, demos, live versions, B-sides. And these were, two of the tracks at least consisted of cover songs of famous pop tunes, and one was just a uh, live version of one of his songs. I can't remember the title of it. I, I don't know, I'm blanking on that, but that's not the song I chose. The song that I did choose What's his cover of Celine Dion before he cheats? <laughs> and yeah, it is it is pretty much spot on. It is just Amigo the Devil singing it. But being that I am an Amigo the Devil fan, I love the I love his voice. I love the way he's approaching this song and kind of giving it a new this new. Uh, it is a melancholy song, but when he sings it, it gives this kind of like a. Kill you vibe to it. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is a fully acoustic song on an on the SLC Punkcast, <laughs> and I couldn't think of a more unique way of starting off an episode right now. So, let's see how it sounds. <laughs> Right now he's probably dancing with a bleach blonde tramp and she's probably getting frisky. Right now he's probably buying her a fruity little drink, she can't shoot whiskey. Right now he's probably up behind her with a pool stick showing her how to shoot a combo. He don't know that I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped up four wheel drive. Call my name into his leather seat I took Louisville Slugger to both headlights Slashed a hole in all four tires Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats (laughs) 
Right now, she's probably up singing some white trash version of Shania karaoke. Right now, she's probably saying, I'm drunk, and he's thinking, I'm gonna get lucky. Right now, he's probably dabbing on $3 worth of that bathroom polo. And he don't know that I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive, carved my name into his leather seat. I took a Louisville slugger to both headlights, slashed a hole in all four tires. Maybe next time he'll think before he... Or maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. I might have shaved a little trouble for the next girl. The next time that he cheats. Oh, you know it won't be on me Cause I dug my key to the side Of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive Carved my name into his leather seat I took a Louisville slugger to both headlights Slashed a hole in all four tires Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats so yeah there we go we're starting it off with a cover of celine dion which uh, is awesome right one of the most <laughs> yeah especially when it's from one of the most uh, provocative songwriters of our time at least within this scene, but also spread across uh, multiple scenes. He's got, he's got like the kids who love folk. He's got the kids who love heavy music and, uh, you know, be it metal or hardcore or even punk rock. And he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely won me over. He's not an artist that I would find myself seeking out to find, at least on first glance. But yeah, seeing him live at the uh, at the Crucial Fest here a couple of years ago, it was enough for me to. It was enough to win me over, and that's when I was like, okay, I need to uh, know more about this guy. Awesome. Well, I think he's a regular at Punk Rock Bowling as far as the club shows go, and uh, I think he was supposed to be there this year. I think he's been there a few times. And has, yeah. I'm going to be doing a all-folk punk episode over on Punkanoi Worldwide, and I have a, a track that I'll be playing from Amigo the Devil, which is definitely different than the one you just picked. I'm not picking the same, but uh, going to be doing some all-folk punk over there. So if people are into folk punk, go check out that episode, but it won't be coming out for a couple weeks. So be on the lookout for it. That's Amigo the Devil. Let's get into some other new music. This track that we're going to play now is the band is from Bremen, Germany. And the band is Ruben Schneider. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they released the album Angry Beat Shredder. And they released that May 24th of this year. Again, the band's from Germany, so we just played a band, uh, Amigo the Devil being from Texas. We're going to hop over to Germany. We're going to play a band from Sweden next. But before I get too far ahead of myself, let's listen to the track Angry When You Drink off the album Angry Beat Shredder. (laughs) 
That was Ruben Schneider from Bremen, Germany. What'd you think? Well, the name uh, reminds me. Reminds me of someone who would be playing a character in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> awesome. And yes. Schneider was doing like a, a German character or something. They just call him Ruben Schneider. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, as Ruben Schneider's concerned, that is some gruff, uh, oi sound of punk rock that's coming from our friends over in Germany. So definitely holding true to that, uh, I don't know, did that kind of uh, oi vibe to it? Awesome. Well, if you like it, go check out their new album, Angry Beat Shredder. came out May 24th. Again, the band is Ruben Schneider, and that track was Angry When You Drink. We're going to jump over to Sundsvall, Sweden, and we're going to listen to Abe and His Babe. That's the name of the band, but it's a one-man band. So Abe or Albin, and I want to thank Albin, Albin Samuelson, what a great Swedish name that is. Uh, I want to thank him for, for sharing this track with us. Uh, he started his Abe and his Bay one-man band in 2019. And he also released a music video for this particular track. It, it was a single, and there's two tracks on the single, but we're playing the one that there's a video for. So uh, You're Not Wrong is the single, and that's the track we're playing. And there's a video out for it, so check it out. And I wanted to point out, that when you get to see him live, I haven't seen him live, but it was something I was reading about specifically, is that he has reconstructed a drum kit from the core so that he'd be able to play real drum beats with only his two feet. So when you go see Abe and his babe playing live, he is playing essentially, you know, all the instruments. Uh, so it's a true one-man band. And uh, while he's doing the two-feet drum beat, with the drum kit that he's constructed. Uh, he's got the guitar in his lap and microphone by his lips. So I can't wait to, to get to see that. You don't really get to see that in the music video, but if you get a chance, check out Abe and His Babe. Check out the music video. This single came out August 27th, so just less than a month ago. Let's get into the track, You're Not Wrong, from Abe and His Babe. <laughs> Dreams. 
think of Abe and his babe man that really uh that really tickled my uh doom bone nice <laughs> yeah there was a lot of uh I love that slow sludgy doomy feel that's uh adhering more to like a black sabbath vibe on there and and yeah all the while I was wondering like because this is a one-man band uh if it if it goes for that slower route just to keep that beat while you're like playing all the music, including the drum parts, right? Just don't overcomplicate the drums, you know. And even though there's a lot of complicated drums in like Doom and Sludge Metal and whatnot, this uh, yeah, you know, this just kind of feels well. It's Doom and it's punk, pretty much. So it's like the rhythm is pretty simple, you know, but it's just slower, and the and the vocals just sound like they are droning a little bit. They sound like a little uh, disturbed, maybe a little uh, graven, pretty much. But yeah, that was the vibe I was getting from it. And honestly, I love it. It's a combination of uh, two two musical genres of which I listen to a lot. So yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to more of Abe and his Babe. And I want to know what that music video for this is all about as well. Definitely get out and check it out. There's a music video for the track. You're not wrong. It's Abe and his babe. I want to thank Albin again for sharing that so we can check it out and share it with you. And I'm really digging uh, a lot. Like I keep bringing it up because we keep playing bands, but there's a lot of two-man bands, and I like the sounds that they're putting out. And now there's a one-man band that we're playing, and I love the sound too. It's great. Let's get into some older, lesser-known tracks. What'd you pick for this episode? I picked for this episode. This was a band... Uh, in the hardcore scene, it's a name that's uh, thrown around a lot. They they were a big deal back in the day, which was the uh, which was the '90s going into the 2000s. Uh, but I never really sat down and listened to them. And the band is American Nightmare. And yeah, if you're part of the hardcore scene, you know what they're all about. They were like this. Uh, they were just a straightforward hardcore band, and like the world of metal and hardcore combining and becoming like a 
a huge subgenre in both uh, in both arches of the genre. Uh, American Nightmare is one of those guys that kept their sound more closely related to old school hardcore with some uh, with some vibrant intensity that you know that the East Coast did, and it made and it made sense. They are from Boston, so Boston and Boston was putting out a lot of heavy material back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, so much so that they gave us the band Converge. So, <laughs> and that was like the uh, hail, hailing flag waver of Boston hardcore and metalcore, mathcore, whatever came out. But same Converge for another day. American Nightmare. Yeah, their stuff is simple. A lot of their songs are pretty short, and their lyrics are very straightforward. There is just like a lot of songs that deal on emotional stuff. There's a lot of songs that deal with uh, just hating hating the world along with hating yourself you know it's just <laughs> it gets into some pretty dark and uh twisted realms in there and and what i did and the thing that i was listening to the most was this uh compilation that you can find on i guess itunes and apple and music and spotify and whatnot but it's a it's a compilation of year called year one and it has uh, it has some B sides and some outtakes and some uh, covers on there, including Black Flag, Crow Mags, and also uh, uh, what was it? The MC Five that did a cover of Kick Out the Jams. Awesome! So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But the main uh, the main portion of that compilation is the combination of two their first two EPs. One is the uh, there's the Black Hole in the Sun. And the other is their self-titled, which is what we're going to be talking about here. The uh, self-titled American Nightmare, which came out in 2000, a year after that band started, 99. They, uh, it was just, uh, it was just an EP that I could not stop listening to. Both of them, really, but this one stood out to me, I guess, in the fact that their songs just got more of a stranglehold on my eardrums and I couldn't shake them <laughs> off. So I figured that was a sign. You know what? I'm just going to choose a song from this EP and or of these EPs because that was another thing. I was like, which EP did I like better? I can't even tell you. So <laughs> this was just kind of a shotgun effect. I chose uh, the song Sore Throat Syndrome mainly because I, I really like the lyrics. I love the catchiness of it. I love the buildups and the breakdowns and I love the riffs and I just really like everything about this. This I don't understand why this took me so long, this band at least took me so long to get into, when their name has just been waving in front of my face for years, ever since I started listening to hardcore. So, so yeah, with all that being said, here's Sore Throat Syndrome from American Nightmare of the EP of the same name. Get that up! 
does sore throat syndrome. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can hear, like, in the midst of a, of a hardcore scene where people are starting to sound more like a, a lot of Swedish death metal versus uh, bands that were just trying to sound like a hate breed. Right. <laughs> yeah, there were still these bands that just came up in between the cracks that are like, no, nah, we're keeping it, uh, keeping a pretty old-school hardcore approach. And they just kind of built it from there. And, and yeah, I really appreciate that about a band. It's just uh, their standout, while not as well known as the uh, popular stuff that's going on around them. I mean, it doesn't get more uh, doesn't get more hardcore slash punk rock than that. Awesome, it's good stuff. Uh, American Nightmare, check them out. Boston. Uh, we're gonna move fast forward to a lot of years from that release date to September 11th of 2019. So just over a year old. September 11th right. of last year. So the band that we're going to play first is Crimes of Fashion. When I say first, they did a split. So Crimes of Fashion did a split with Flores Robadas. And I decided to play a track from each. They're both just under two minutes. And so we'll play them both. I want to point out that they're both from Miami. And this release was on Free Time Boys Entertainment Worldwide. And all of that is significant because Johnny, who is from the band Death Lottery, Runs that, and this is a solo project here with Crimes of Crimes of Fashion, and so that's his band solo project. Did the split. We'll get to the other track here in just a second. So the split demo they called it Siglo, and we're gonna listen to a track from Crimes of Fashion called Lil Flame. And if you're unfamiliar with Death Lottery, go back in the SLC Punkcast catalog all the way back to episode 41.5 where we did a bunch of funny tracks and Death Lottery had a bunch of them. We played some Death Lottery and did an interview with the band Death Lottery and that was back March of 2018. Again, this is Johnny's solo project and I think Jesus did a bunch of tracks on here with him. Or, or did uh, some of the instrumentation, I should say, for Crimes of Fashion. So, solo project for Johnny, Crimes of Fashion, first half of the split. Let's get into it. The track is Lil Flame.
That was Lil Flame by Crimes of Fashion. That's Johnny's solo project. Johnny from Death Lottery. And I want to thank Johnny for sharing this with us so we can listen to it and talk about it and share it with you. Again, Crimes of Fashion, the other half of that split is Flores, Robatis, and both bands, again, are from Miami. This was released just over a year ago. Let's get into a track from Flores Robatis, and it's Reves, R-E-V-E-S. Hopefully I'm pronouncing those right. I am not very, uh, we'll call it Miamian. (laughs) 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 All right, let's check it out, see what you think. Here goes. with Ravis. What do you think? Uh, it sounded like the... Uh, how do I put this? It sounded like the vocals were of a Japanese karaoke singer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and the way that I describe that, it's like it's got that kind of anime uh, high-pitched voice like uh, when they start singing. Okay. And... And yeah, it's just that very, it's very hypey. It's very like a fun loving. It's something that you would hear in a club pretty much, but, but yeah, it just sounds like it would be in like a karaoke bar pretty much. I think that particular track kind of had an updated Go-Go's vibe to it. Yeah, you could say that too. Well, it I hope- just had its own energy about it and it was very hypey right i hope everybody enjoyed it the two bands there crimes of fashion and flores robatas it is the siglo split demo that was put out on free time boys entertainment worldwide check it out thanks again to johnny of death lottery for sharing with us so we can play it here and talk about it with you 
Eric, we're going to jump into the holiday section. And the holiday yes. meaning Halloween. So Halloween themed or, you know, something that kind of fits that vibe. I don't want to call it like the Halloween section because we're not always talking about like fucking pumpkins and costumes and vampires <laughs> and shit like that. But just things that are thematic for the coming holiday. And you got the track for us this week. What is it? Well... The way that I, the way that I'm seeing it right now, it is a uh, song about a about a city that you can closely relate to Sin City, but these guys decided to go all out and just say, you know, we're just calling it the City of Satan. Nice. And if you're familiar with that song title, if you're familiar with the band who it's from, the band is Turbo Negro. Yes. Cool band. Uh, real quick, before you talk all about it, a uh, couple years ago, first punk rock bowling for me was like 2016, 2017, I forget. And that's where I first saw a whole bunch uh, of the Turbo Hugend, uh jackets. Oh, yeah, the Turbo Hugens. There you go. And uh, at first I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? Because I hadn't heard of them. I was not familiar at the time. And then uh, the year later, I believe, Turbo Negro played, which then I saw a shit ton more of those jackets. But man, was I pleasantly surprised. Like leading up to it, I was curious who it was, listened to some tracks, like, hey, I like this. But after watching him live, like, I really like it. I thought it was cool. So great pick oh, here. Yeah. I'll let you get back into talking about City Satan. Yeah, the City of Satan. Now, this is a song, of course, it's not exactly correlated as a quote, Halloween track. Right. But. But yeah, much like uh, last week's pick, it was uh, it was a psychobilly song, and it more right. gave off the essence of horror and the sinister nature of what Halloween entails. We're warming up to and October. That's what we're doing. Pretty much, you know, it's not like you're gonna, you know, it's not like you're gonna go in and start watching Halloween or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Drag Me to Hell right off the bat in the middle of September. Right. I would, but <laughs> but for all the people who like prefer to uh, reserve their uh, Halloween spirit for the month of October, but they like to give a little warm up, this is definitely one of those songs. It's like a the one last week was like watching a uh, a grimy sci-fi movie that was that could be or could not be a horror related film. Just right. think something like Alien or something like that. You know, it's a. It's sci-fi, it's outlandish, but it's not, quote, a scary movie. It's a thrilling movie. Right. City of Satan is getting closer to that essence of like, okay, now we're, we're breathing in the air of fall. The first day of uh, autumn was yesterday, or two days ago, something like that. It was this week, so now yes. we're officially in the season of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are, quote, in the city of Satan. So let's celebrate by playing by playing something from one of Norway's finest in death punk. Let's listen to this from Turbo City of Satan
down here in the background. Great choice. Again, we're, we're getting prepped for the Halloween season. I mean, you can hear kind of the, I don't want to call them spooky, but kind of haunted or whatever type of sounds that are kind of even going on here in the background. Yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely heeds to that essence of Halloween. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but don't worry. As soon as October rolls around, we'll uh, hunt down some more songs about bonfires burning bright or uh, the, uh, <laughs> let's see, the cats hanging from the trees or skulls hanging on the walls or anything or any other uh, insert misfits lyric here that I can think about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or maybe uh, children asking permission from their moms if they could go out and kill tonight. There you go. That too. We'll get into more yeah. of that and probably more tracks per episode. Uh, maybe next episode that'll be happening on the 30th of September, but for sure in two weeks. And then obviously for the rest of October and probably even into at least the first week of November. So be on the lookout. That's what's coming. Let's get into some great cover-to-cover -cover albums. Eric, what'd you pick? Well, I feel like I'm uh, giving myself a redemption round here because of uh, the first track I chose, which was just a straight acoustic ballad of a Celine Dion <laughs> cover. So I doubled it up on, the, on my hardcore picks, and both of which were uh, old school, straight from the 90s. And I even mentioned this when I was talking about the scene in which American Nightmare arose from. And you that was did. the East Coast hardcore scene on there. And I said how a lot of bands were trying to sound like a certain band. I can't remember the name. Something. I think it started with hate, ended with breed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it is Hate Breed. Hate Breed has an album. It's their, their first full-length album. Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. And it was an album that I came in prematurely because the first thing I heard from Hatebreed was the Rise of Brutality record that came out in 07, 06, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. And I was listening to it as like, a, this is a great metal band. But then when I went back and learned that they had stuff released from the 90s, I went and listened to them and I was like, this is a little different. This is a little uh, more rugged and raw. This is, this is Hatebreed when they were just straightforward hardcore pretty much. At least, uh, at least hardcore mixed with metal as far as it could get, at least in that time in the mid-90s when it was coming out. Because they were out in, like, uh, 94. Hey, they're as old as me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, and I've been releasing music, which was like, uh, yeah, we really love bands like the Cro-Mags. We really love bands like uh, Sick of It All and whatnot and Black Flag, whatever. Yep, Just All absolutely. those prototypical punk bands. But we also love Slayer. We also love... Uh, you know, bands like that. And also the bands that predate them, bands like Earth Crisis and uh, Snapcase that are all like molded together the worlds of metal and hardcore. It's basically like uh, metal without solos, but just these infectious and domineering riffs. And Hatebreed uh, jumped on that, jumped on that wagon and, their, and just kind of created their own style. A lot of chugs, a lot of like uh, chant-along vocals, a lot of you know, sing-alongs too. And there's even parts in their songs where uh, the guitar is doing little octave chords. They're not exactly leads, but they're following like the actual riffs. If you listen to the songs before Dishonor, uh, like literally listen and try and grasp what the guitars are doing, 
you can actually hear these just hear that crazy riff and then the other guitarist is just like doing the octaves above it so interesting stuff like that it's interesting to me i'm nerding out over here this <laughs> album <laughs> satisfaction is the death of desire it's uh i understand why people are just going crazy over this album a lot of the old school hate breeds bands or just fans of their old school music labeled this as their best album as opposed to uh songs like person albums like perseverance or rise of brutality or even the latest stuff that they're putting out saying that that's their best material and that's fine their their sound really hasn't changed that much throughout the 25 years they've been a band right but yeah but that being said that just means that there's a lot of a a lot to choose from and for me my picks come from their first album i listen to that and it never gets old the songs are can go up to a minute and a half to three minutes long per track so <laughs> and it just feels it just feels so much a product of its time in its best way it was like still when hardcore was treading the waters of metal so it just feels like a down-tuned hardcore song and a slowed down hardcore song in certain parts and one of the best examples of uh, how those songs are purely displayed and equally displayed is the song conceived through an act of violence and that once you listen to the song if you haven't heard it yet that title will just roll right off your tongue despite it being like six words long but <laughs> it takes it's a shorter thing to say than uh uh than how it's written but but yeah let's give that a listen let's see how we chantalogs you get the sing-alongs you get the fast riffs you get the slow riffs you get a punchy and i mean punching spin kicking crowd wailing breakdown yeah it just makes you want to just makes you want to go full on jujitsu pretty much 
Yeah, you hit the ground. You wrestle your way back up to the top, pretty much. Nice. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's basically what old school hate breed sounds like. And uh, really, the only difference between that and some of their uh, some of their newer stuff is just it sounds cleaner. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done much to their sound. They've really stayed true to their roots, and uh, you got to appreciate that about a band who's been a long, who's been around longer than a decade, two decades even. Yeah, but yeah, I really love the really love the combinations in that song. Uh, as for the next pick that I have, this was actually the first song I heard from that album, and I heard it in a way I don't know. You could say it's pretty. I don't even know how to explain it. It was kind of in a weird way, but it was the band that I was in. We were uh, thinking of what songs that we could cover. One of them said, "Oh, let's cover this song by Hate Breed." And it was a song I never heard of, so I had to go in, I had to learn the bass parts, and I had to understand what the song was. And the song is Puritan. And this was a standout track to me, mainly because this was what turned me on to, a, to an album where Hatebreed was more raw, and where Jamie Joss's voice was slightly, slightly different, a little lower, a little... Uh, a little more grimy, a little more on the uh, hardcore side than the metal side, but I loved it. <laughs> and and yeah, just uh, having to absorb this song and just memorize certain parts of it. Yeah, I was learning the riff, and then all of a sudden, oh, now I know the lyrics. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a song that I've been sitting on, and this is kind of the reason why I chose uh satisfaction is the death of desire as the album i wanted to do for this episode because really i just wanted some way to play puritan on here so so yeah let's not hold it off any longer let's play the song here goes Master Christ! Searching for a savior to lead us to 
That's hate breed. Oh yeah, that is that is hate breed. As uh, a lot of people remember them, and and yeah, I love the hell out of that album. I was listening to it a lot this week because it was getting me uh, getting me really uh, energized at the gym. <laughs> it was like speeding stuff up on the treadmill, just like oh, here comes. Uh, Let's see. Here comes Conceive Through an Act of Violence. This is a good running song, so I'm going <laughs> to run fast now. Nice. Even if it is for like a minute and a half. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's Hate Breed. That Satisfaction is the Death of Desire, an album I've been wanting to play on this for quite some time, and today is that day. So, Excellent. Hey, oh, Hate Breed, again, appearing on the show. <laughs> the band I picked for the great cover to cover album is the band The Explainers. They're from Wilmington, North Carolina. I don't know f- how many people have heard of them. I think they're they're newer as a band. Uh, they shared their music out, so I was happy to get to to play it. But I actually, I, you know, I listened to the whole album, and I thought, you know what, it should be on the great cover to cover albums. Uh, it, it is very political as far as uh, the lyrics. Uh, th- they even state that they draw a strong lyrical influence from Dead Kennedys, and I think that they draw a very you know, very lyrical, but also uh, the delivery of the lyrics are, are very influenced by Dead Kennedys, which is something that I like about them. And that they are very musically similar to TSOL, Vandals, and The Oppressed. So with all of that buildup, you know, we'll play a couple tracks. The name of the album is Enemy of the People, which they released this year on May 23rd. And it's one of those things where listen to it it's very political and i'm one of those people where i'm not if your politics are different than mine i'm not going to just dismiss you and pretend you don't exist or as today's society seems to go this cancel culture bullshit i think that hearing both sides of a, a political ideology and in this case you know thoughts from somebody who might think something different than i is very important. That's how you get dialogue. That's how you come together. That's how you learn to understand each other. And I think this band does a great job of, you know, describing what their political points of view are. And there's a lot of tracks on here. I'm playing track 14, and there's obviously 13 other tracks prior to this. I like the name of the this track. The first one's called Big Bad Bernie's Bolshevik Beverage Bar. Lots of bees there, right? So let's get into this track. We'll see what you think. We'll see if that description of the band fits, and then we'll play one more. So let's get into Big Bad Bernie's Bolshevik Beverage Bar. There's a bar in Midtown Wilmington where thirsty comrades can get some drinking done. Vodka and schnapps are unsettled tonight. We're smashing the system, but we get tight. Beverage bar between the coffee house and the cemetery It's where socialists meet and they marry It's Big Bad Bernie's Bolshevik Beverage bar is Big Bad Bernie's Bolshevik Beverage bar is Big Bad Bernie's Bolshevik Beverage bar The pennies are on the bar just for decoration Cause you won't need them in Bernie's nation No tipping allowed is the Bolshevik way Keep your coins, cause we want change! 
What'd you think of that one? Big bad Bernie's Bolshevik beverage bar. It's catchy. <laughs> I, yeah, I can definitely. That's definitely going to be an earworm for some time to come. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I am hearing the uh, Dead Kennedys influence. Not so much in the. Uh, well, actually, yeah, in the music and also in the uh, vocal style. Right. That the singer is going a bit over the top with the. Uh, uh, in the same way that Jello Biafra did. Well, not exactly the same way. They're two very different voices. But the inflections are, uh, they're comedic in a way. Absolutely. But it's just adding to the uh, adding to the satire within the lyrics, within the title, and within their fashion, pretty much. I agree. And it's so, kind yeah. of a combination of Dead Kennedys and the Vandals, I think, on vocal delivery. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that more in the uh, the Vandals vocals. Uh, it sounds similar to the sound of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of that half poppy sort of feel, but the music is still pretty uh still pretty rugged, still pretty uh still pretty punk rock in that way. And so yeah, I can see this as being a an easy mashup between Vandals and Dead Kennedys. Me too. If you like it again, check it out. Enemy of the People name of the album. Uh if you're into the, the socialist there, Bernie Sanders, and uh, the socialist meeting place, uh, Big Bad Bernie's Bolshevik <laughs> Beverage Bar, and uh, all that other shit. Check it out. Not for me. Not a socialist. Uh, I, I am 100% against socialism and communism, but it doesn't mean I don't want to hear other people's points of view on it. Maybe there's something that I haven't thought about, or uh, as people try to profess that it'll be different this time, which it never is. You have people involved, and people always fuck it up because people always want to be in control. On a different note, <laughs> yes. On a different note, let's listen to one more track. We'll see what you think of the explainers. Uh, I like this track, Tax Break. We could all use a tax break, always, always use a tax break. But let's listen to the track, Tax Break, off the album Enemy of the People. Since the election, we've been rolling in riches. Now we get us quiet, those whiny-ass bitches. Those complaining lip they majored in art. I got a tax break. 
right, that was second check track there from the explainers. It was tax break again? The album "Enemy of the People." Eric, what'd you think? Oh man, aside from the fact that it, this is another really catchy song, you know, I was really paying attention to the commentary on this one, <laughs> uh, mostly because it was hilarious. Right. You know, I I love the setting that it gets where it's a. Uh, it's like people who work for uh, high-end companies, you know, the really higher-ups. It seems like it's a, it, they're just trying to alleviate themselves of their guilt, even though they realize that they're not, while simultaneously patting themselves on the back. It's like, you know, we're not just thinking about us. We're thinking about you guys. You can also get a tax break. Sure, our baby... Uh, our break may be bigger because we're richer, so suck it. But, <laughs> hey, at least you've got something, too. It's like trying to put a Band-Aid on cancer, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. I love that they were uh, making a, a huge song about it. And, of course, the comedic aspect makes you it's, – it's like South Park. You know, you pay attention because it's a funny story, and, you know, you love characters and whatnot, but – it's saying something more than what's in the narrative. Right, and they do a great job musically to keep you interested. And then, you know, the lyrics, I think they have something to say. Like I said before we start playing them, doesn't mean I agree with all the politics, but that goes with most bands. Uh, y- you know, you, you, for me personally, I might not always agree with everything they say, but I still like it. I still want to hear it. I still want to absorb the information. And, you know, maybe adjust my opinion or change my opinion or just realize that uh, I believe in what I believed in more strongly, whatever the case may be. I believe this particular band, though, The Explainers, is a band that all people should check out. It's it's that time of year. We were talking about holiday music, right? It's thematic. Yeah. It's that time of year. Well, <coughs> it's that time out of every two years or every four years. Excuse me. So... This is that type of theme, you know, very political, and, you know, it might be messages that people agree with, and it might be messages you don't, but uh, you shouldn't stick to what you think or what you believe. Excuse me. God, I got some caught in my throat. You should listen to other things and, and try to develop, uh, you, you know, a complete opinion and a, or an opinion of, I don't know, like uh, more educated opinion, something like that. And this band right here, tons of tracks, tons of great stuff to listen to, sounds great, but lyrically, I think it's a band that a lot of people should listen to regardless of what your personal politics are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely with, uh, yeah, I feel like your uh, statements there hold a lot of water, the fact that you can listen to people with uh, differing political views, and uh really just absorb the knowledge and the information and learn something and maybe maybe even differ our own opinions on it. However, I still believe some of them are there for literally educational purposes only. Right. You know, there are certain bands where I would not listen to because I feel I could uh, not absorb anything from them, at least in my own personal politics. And a huge chunk of those bands belong in those uh, white nationalist groups. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Anything that y- you think your race is better, and I'm going to avoid getting into that topic overall because I think it's on both sides. But absolutely, y- you know, the white one is the one that people talk about most. It exists elsewhere. But if you think that, you know, 
race or skin color or something like that makes you better than other people, you're a fucking moron. And there is nothing to learn from that point of view, in my opinion. But that's the same if you're one of those people that are going to try to put out there that pedophilia is a sexual orientation. Fuck you. Fuck your cat. There's nothing I need to learn from you either. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. You can chalk it up to not seeing eye to eye on those <laughs> things. But yeah. With that being said, I don't want to see eye to eye with that. I don't either. Don't, <laughs> if that comes out, that's not something that. that's getting on the show. This right here, uh, that band, the explainers, I like them. They don't fit either of those two categories we just described. Uh, so yeah. definitely get out there and check them out. They're from Wilmington, North Carolina. Let's wrap up this show and do some metal tracks. We've got a couple long metal tracks here, so let's get into them so we can get through the show. Eric, you're up oh, first. Yes. Oh, yeah. How I was saying how much I love that uh, – Abe and his babe song as it yeah. combined the worlds of uh, punk and metal, which is kind of a kind of a theme on the show. I'm sort of uh, noticing, <laughs> at least on this specific episode, right? Uh, but yeah, like uh, specifically doom metal, mixing in with uh, punk rock. This was uh, this is a band who I feel is uh, well, I can't really call them uh, punk rock or have any affiliation to them, but eh, any affiliation to the genre anyway, but. I don't know where I was going with that. They are a doom metal band. They are sludge metal, in my opinion. They comb that old uh, long riffs from the Sabbath era. And so much so much so that in the previous band, they actually wrote a song that was uh, just over an hour long. Wow. And, yeah. And that song it was indeed Dope Smoker by Sleep. And the guitarist of Sleep... Matt Pike, he went on to form High on Fire after Sleep's Demise. I've seen, uh, I know that I've played High on Fire before on this on this episode, and it was from the same album, Snakes for the Divine. Uh, but upon listening to that album, I'm listening to it more and more, I'm loving it more and more, and there are more and more tracks that I can't shake from my brain. And this one in particular, I think it's just so catchy, it is so atmospheric it's got a lot of fun riffs a lot of fun guitar parts and a lot of great lyrics and that is bastard samurai my god i cannot say i love the song enough so maybe this will help uh kind of congeal the fact that uh, congeal the love that i have for this song playing it on the podcast as a <laughs> metal pick i guess but yeah here it is high on fire bastard samurai son of a bitch
to high on fire for just being absolute riff meisters and just writing just absolutely heavy riffs i know it sounds uh i don't know kind of uh typical to say but yeah i can't describe them other than just strictly heavy absolutely right it is uh has something to do with the guitars or something the production the sound the drums everything just rolls together into this perfect boulder and every single song sounds like another boulder just landing on top of you. It's like a meteor effect. So, <laughs> so yeah, I am fire. I can't, uh, I can't say how much I love these guys enough. Like I said, so listen to them some more or listen to them again if you want to. I mean, 
I think it's worth it. <laughs> you can just rewind this episode and listen to it again if you'd like. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to something different right now, though. There's a band. They're called Pharmacy, but that's Pharmacy with an F. And Pharmacy is from Kellogg, Idaho. We don't play a ton of bands from Idaho, uh, but this one's pretty awesome. Are you familiar with the band Pharmacy? Not particularly, no. But well, I am familiar with Kellogg's. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Kellogg's is in Kellogg, Idaho. Pretty sure it's not. But uh, from Kellogg, Idaho, the band Pharmacy, uh, it was shared with us to check it out. I'm glad they shared it with us. Uh, I thought it fit well in this metal pick right here. Uh, they released Elixir. That's the name of the album earlier this year, February 28th. And it's on Curtain Call Records. Go check that label out. Quick description of the band. It's blazing twin guitars with female vocals and a power groove rhythm section. Eric, you check it out and let me know if that is a good description. Let's listen to the track Sinister. All right.
Pharmacy, and again, that is Pharmacy with an F, not a PH. They're from Kellogg, Idaho. The track was Sinister. Eric, what did you think of Sinister? Man, Sinister, that was definitely uh Yeah, I think you had a I think they have a right on with how their uh, music is described. They definitely uh they definitely take advantage of the twin guitar, just going overboard with the uh, riffs and the uh the mirroring little leads, kind of a dueling guitar a little way. And, and yeah, their singer, she is a fucking, I don't know any other word to describe it. We'll say bombshell when it comes to her vocals. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. To me, she sounds like a singing witch. Like she'll be nice and calm and sort of, sort of have this aura of being inviting. And then she just like demeans it to the sus into this growl and these kind of like a, I don't know, these water witch yells. It sounds like she's becoming a demon, and I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. It's good stuff. Go check out that album, Elixir. It's on Curtain Call Records. Again, it came out earlier this year, February 28th. Awesome. That's Pharmacy. Let's wrap the show up. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and now on Amazon Music. Also, Player FM and at SLCPunkCast.com. And you can find these bands on Instagram at Amigo the Devil, at Ruben Schneider Punk, at Abe and His Babe, at We Are American Nightmare, at Turbo Negro HQ, at Hate Breed Official, at The underscore Explainers underscore NC, at High on Fire Band, at Pharmacy, and again, that's Pharmacy with an F, at Pharmacy Band Idaho. The show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Well, I live on Instagram. That is scary uncle underscore Eric underscore S L C. My band Anonymous is also on Instagram under at Anonymous underscore band official. And that band also exists on Facebook at Anonymous Band S L C. And yes, the band uh, I'm also in Cry Wolf. We are also on Facebook at Cry Wolf. I assume it's just that. And don't really have an Instagram or anything else set up. And we don't even have uh, any music recorded, just a little bit written. But we're <laughs> we're working on it. Awesome. We'll keep that up. And in a couple weeks, we'll hear some good news from the anonymous front. Oh, yes, we will. We're uh we're working on, at least I am, I'm working on getting the uh, cassettes put together. So we will have some uh, physical material for everybody who wants one. And, of course, we'll be on all the uh, 
will be on all regular streaming services, including the Bandcamp, of which I still have to make. But <laughs> it will all be available. Don't worry, you get to hear us. Excellent. Well, I look forward to playing it on the show. You can find all these bands on Facebook, at Amigo the Devil, at Ruben Schneider, and it's spelled, uh, it was R-U-B-E-N Schneider uh, on Instagram, but it's R-U-E-B-E-N Schneider, Ruben Schneider. So at Ruben Schneider on Facebook, at Abe and his babe, at American Nightmare Boston, at Crimes of Fashion 305, at Flores Robadas Punk, at Turbo Negro HQ, at Hatebreed, at The Explainers ILM, at High on Fire, at Pharmacy Band. Again, that's Pharmacy with an F, not a PH. The show's at SLC Punkcast. This has been episode 178. Eric, you got any final thoughts before we kill it? Well, I can sum it up in this uh, Misfits lyric that I missed. We are one ten of an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I can entertain myself for hours just uh, making uh, just making puns. But but yeah, this uh, this this episode was a was a bit loaded. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. We had some somewhat longer songs and uh, but yeah, it was definitely uh, it felt like a journey this episode, going pretty much all over the all over the planet with the songs that we had chosen and all over the the spectrum pretty much of what punk rock slash metal tracks that we were playing. And I got to say, I feel like this was a very fulfilling episode. If you're new to, uh, if you're new to the listening experience of, uh, if this is the first time listening for you guys on uh, the SLC punk cast, at least we gave you a pretty full episode. So now that's basically what every episode entails. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. One last time, go check out that Project Sellout video for Quarantine Forever. You can go to our Facebook page, share it out there. But you can go to Project Sellout's YouTube page and or their social medias, Facebook, uh, Instagram, etc. And you can check it out there. Thank you, everybody, for joining for We Are 178. And until we get to 179... Uh, thank you for joining. That's it. That's all that she wrote. Play the fucking outro.